how to keep your clothes on. Why don't you tell the person beside you, keep your clothes on. Keep your clothes on. We're talking tonight about how to keep your clothes on. So if you've got your Bibles, go to the book of Acts. Can someone say Acts? The book of Acts, chapter 19. And we're going to read it verses 13 to 16. How to keep your clothes on. Very, very interesting. All right, this is what it says. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. Can someone say demons? Demons. Ooh. Casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in the incarnation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. The seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. We got a streaker alert. Streaker alert. These guys tried to cast out a demon out of a person and they left battered and naked because a demon attacked them. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Can we pray? That we're going to pray. Holy Spirit, right now we thank you that you can speak to us from your word. We thank you that it is applicable and able to help train us and help us live the best life possible. We, we put away our distractions. We put away the things that could bring, um, uh, bring confusion, but say, God, we're centering on you. We're focusing on you because we want to leave this place with a touch from you. We all said, amen. Just another quick thing. If someone claps, let's all clap, hey? Let's be in agreement. If someone goes, that's a good point, let's all get on board with them, all right? Carl, Carl tried to start up. Carl tried to start a clap. So it is socially acceptable to keep your clothes on. Can I get a witness? Amen. Yes, it is socially acceptable to keep your clothes on. When you go to school, you keep your clothes on. Yes? Help follow me. You go to work and you keep your clothes on. Yes. You hang out with friends and you... Keep your clothes on. You go on a date, you keep your clothes on. You're eating dinner with the family and you keep your clothes on. You come to youth and you keep your clothes on. Very, very good. Very good. I like that. I like that. So we see in verse 13 to 14, it says that there's a group of Jews using the name of Jesus to do miracles. So they'd say, in Jesus' name, and demons would leave people. In Jesus' name, miracles. We're just singing, this is a move. Miracles happen. We believe that the name of Jesus has power, right? Yes? And so, um, but it's interesting because there's, so there's a group of Jews here, but actually when Jesus was around a few years earlier, the same thing was happening. And so if we look at the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses four, uh, 49 to 50, it says this. So John, one of Jesus' disciples, comes to Jesus thinking he was a champion, thinking he saved the day. So John's like, yo, Jesus, mate, I've just saved the day. So this is what he says. Master. We saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he isn't in our group. Mm. Jesus said, don't stop him. Anyone who's not against you is for you. Interesting. So, so John thinks, oh, I'm going to save the day by stopping these people using Jesus' name that they don't know Jesus. But Jesus goes, no, no, if they're not against you, they're actually for you. So the two things that we see here so far is that the name, number one, if you're taking notes, the name of Jesus has power. You've got to understand that when you pray with the name of Jesus, when you declare the name of Jesus over something, his name has the power to do miracles. So when you, when you go to your school and say, God, we believe for the Move the Wall campaign, we're going to 
pray that a miracle happens in our school. We say, Jesus, we pray in your name that there can be an authority shift in our school, that we can see people coming to youth. That has the power. When you pray for miracles and healings, that sicknesses can go. The name of Jesus has power. Sickness has to go. Demons have to go. The name of Jesus has authority. You've got to understand, the name of Jesus has authority. The second one is that Jesus encourages us to follow good examples. So Jesus is saying, we, we see that with Johnny goes, oh, look, look, John's, Jesus says to John, look. And now how does it work? John says to Jesus, look, bro, we stop, we stop them using your name. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. We have a good example here. Our example to see demons go is actually a good thing. Let people copy us. Let people actually follow an example that we're setting because it's a good example to follow. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So an example might be, you see me raising my hands. That is a good example to follow. Jesus doesn't want to say to Toyin, don't raise your hands because Josh does. He says, no, no, if Josh is raising your heads, that's a good example to follow. Or Ethan jumps around when he leads worship. That's a good example to follow. Does that make sense in this place? We've got to follow good examples. And it's great to follow good examples. The faith of others can benefit you. You've got to understand that. There is a time where someone else's faith can benefit you if it's a good example to follow. Great. We're then, and so then if we look at what we just read there in verses 15 to 16 in Acts, the, the demon says, I know Paul and I know Jesus, but who are you? Poke the person beside you and say, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And so we see that demons are very real. We, I don't know if you've heard and talked about demons much before, spiritual powers, but demons are very real. The demonic is very real. Don't mess yourself around with Ouija boards. The demonic realm is very real. And a spiritual attack is very real. The enemy wants you to compromise your destiny and your future and wants to, we could say, steal your clothes. Right? There's, there's a spiritual clothing God has for your life, but the enemy wants to compromise you, bash you spiritually, and strip you naked spiritually, that you're running away starkers. But we don't want to do that. We want to keep our clothes on spiritually and say, devil, you don't belong taking my clothes. Yes? So Jesus doesn't mind you copying a good example. Sometimes copying another one's faith works. But the question is, what do we do when it doesn't? How do, we keep, how do you keep your clothes on or are you happy to being stripped back by the enemy's attack? That's what we're going to discover today. So Romans 1, 2, 3. Does anyone know what that says? Romans 1, 2, 3. Or we could say Romans chapter 12, verse 3. If there's anything I want you to remember after 2020, I want this to be locked in your heart. And so it says this. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. I get, there we go. It works when it's like right on time. Okay, warning. I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And I love some translations will say, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. And I believe that God has a faith for your life. So, Piper, God has a faith for your life, honestly. Maddie, God has a faith for your life. Noah, Joshua, God has a faith for your life. Now, what that means is there's, there's a thing, there's a desire. If you are in church this morning, you would have heard that when we delight ourselves in God, he gives us the desires of our heart. That desire of your heart is a faith thing. He has a plan. He goes, Josh, 
you can do something crazy good in your school. And that's the faith he's given you. The faith he's given to Josh might not be what he's given to Toyin, but he's given each of us a faith to do something good in our lives. All right? So we've got to, now we're going to read Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 19. It says this. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, another say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you, Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. So no demon can strip you naked. That's translation. No attack of, the, of a devil can take your clothes off, right? When you have the powers that Jesus gives us. And, so, and I'll, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So what, what we, we, we uncover from this piece of scripture is who you are is determined by who he is. So who he is, Jesus. Who we are is determined by who he is. Very good, yep. So who we are is determined by who he is. When we have a Romans 1, 2, 3 faith, a faith that gives us a personal purpose, what we see there that, that, that when, when we understand who Jesus is, Jesus, what have you got for my life? What faith have you put on me to do in my community, in my place? He says, you know what? When you understand, I'll explain it like this. I'm a, I have a faith that Jesus is my king, right? I believe that. But do you believe Jesus is king or do you just believe that Jesus is my king? You've got to have the understanding. Because if you, if, you, if, if you believe, well, Jesus is Josh's king, you don't have your keys for yourself. When you believe that Jesus is your king, Jesus says, I'm going to give you the kings of the kingdom. So, it's all, so, I, I, got, so I believe Jesus is king. I have the keys of the kingdom. I have a revelation of who Jesus is. But you've got to be in a position where you go, you know what, I'm not content just knowing Josh has keys. I want to know Jesus is king for my life so I can have the keys, so I can have the authority of heaven. So when, um, so when we have a personal faith, a Romans 1, 2, 3 faith, we have the authority of heaven. And it says that Jesus says that whatever you forbid on earth or whatever you permit on earth, so whatever, so there's no limit, there's no restriction. God says, you know what, you have full access to the heaven's authority when you understand that I am the king. And so we've got to be in a place where we go, you know what, I'm not just going to live this life going, oh, well, maybe it could work for you. No, no, no. Whatever God permits, God can permit for my life. And so what we see there that these, these sons of Sceva were living off a secondhand faith. They were, they were living off um, a, a thing where they go, you know what, it worked for Jesus. Well, uh, Paul does that. Well, I'm going to try that. But there came a time where they got stripped naked because they were relying on secondhand faith. But as we said, we've seen with Jesus, he goes, you know what, it's not actually bad to copy someone else. There actually benefits. So there was a time I lived off my parents' faith. I came to church because my parents came. I prayed because my parents prayed, right? But there, there will become times in my life if I was relying on a secondhand faith, I would be stripped naked, spiritually speaking, right? There would be times where an attack would come against me where I'd go, I wouldn't be able to stand up against it relying purely on my parents' faith. And so the enemy will, will be sneaky and send a sneaky spiritual attack to go, 
how can I sneak compromise in? How can I get you to think differently? And so the enemy wants to compromise your worship, right? So you might, this, this could be your, your story. I, I raise my hands like this because that's how I see my dad raise my hands. You could be like, I, I like this style of song because that's the kind of style of song my mum likes. Um, I love this song because that's the song my crush likes, right? We could be going, this is why I worship or this is how I worship because of external factors, not internal factors, right? But I've got to say, who cares about how your dad worships? Who cares about the style that your mum likes? Who cares about the style that your crush is interested in? Because when, when you might enter a time of pain, when you go, life is hard right now. When you're sick and you go, you know what, I'm always sick. My body's always injured. And you go, you know what, I can't be bothered to praise right now if you're relying on the praise of your parents. If you're relying on the way that your family members praise, your best friend praise, you will be in a position where the enemy can easily sneak a spiritual attack. Thank you, Sean. Sneak a spiritual attack and go, you know what, we're going to strip this guy naked. But we've got to go, no, I worship God because he is real in my life and I find my own worship. So one youth, this year, 2020, you've got to find your own worship. You've got to find your own style to go, you know what, Jesus, if you're king in my life for real, I don't want the enemy to steal my worship. I want to uh, keep my clothes on and worship God with all I can. Yes? Another one. The enemy wants to compromise your purity. This is getting pretty deep right now. But the enemy wants to compromise. So a, a, it's a, go, a godly principle is to stay pure until marriage. So what does that mean? We believe as a Christian, honoring God is keeping our virginity till we're married. Believe it or not, I'm a 24-year-old virgin. Now, if I was saying that around a around the other like my footy team, they would think, Josh, you're a lunatic. Josh, you're crazy. Josh, you are missing out. But you know what? I have my own faith where I go, you know what? I'm going to honor myself for my wife. I'm going to, I'm going to keep myself for her because I have my own faith. I have a Romans 1, 2, 3 faith that says, you know what, Jesus has called me to live righteously. Jesus has called me to honour women, and I'm not going to mess my purity up, right? And so you might, you might go, well, oh, my parents waited till marriage, or, or this person waited till marriage, but you know what, the enemy is sneaky, and he will put, he will put pressure around you. You'll, have people like, you'll get bullied going, oh, oh, what, you're, you're a Christian, what? You're a virgin, what? You're waiting till marriage, what? There'll be bullies. The enemy will be sneaky and try, you know what? Yes, yes, uh, get rid of that conviction. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, don't wait till marriage. But we've got we to gotta have a conviction from God and say, Jesus, you're real in my life. And we're not going to let the sneaky enemy strip us naked spiritually and take our clothes because we're relying on the faith of someone else and didn't have the conviction for ourselves. The enemy wants to compromise your Bible reading. I encourage you to read your Bible daily. Get into it. And, and the enemy will, will hit lies to your life and go, you know what? It's boring. And let, let's be honest, sometimes when I read the Bible, it is pretty boring. It's like, read it before, oh, that doesn't make sense. What does that even mean? There, there is times when you read the Bible and you have that. But you've got to have a conviction again from, from God that says, you know what? This is the way that Jesus speaks to me. This is the way the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And I'd want to, I want to hear from God each day. I want to hear what God is saying to me each and every day. And when we let God speak to us and we let God uh, come into our lives, we've got to have that decision. You go, I'm not just going to read my, my Bible because my parents tell me to do it. I'm not just going to read my Bible because Pastor Josh has to do it. You've got to get a revelation for yourself because there will come a time when it's like, oh, when you know you're, you're in the morning, hmm, I'd really like to binge watch the next few episodes of Netflix. I'd really, 
Hey, but we've got to have a conviction. Go, you know what? No, no. I'm not going to let the enemy sneak into my life and remove my Bible reading time. But I'm going to press into God and say, God, help me. You've got, to, you've got to pray, God, may this come alive to me this morning. May your word be stirring up something in my life that you're able to have your own faith that the enemy can't attack you and steal that passion from your life. Another thing, the enemy wants to compromise your, your faith to pray. So I, we, we, we talked about it at the start. I believe the name of Jesus has power to do he- miracles and healings and, and see things change. So you might be wrong, God, like, God, I don't, know what I, I, don't wanna, I don't know what I want to do when I finish school. God, I don't know what to do here or there. And, or, or, God, I prayed for this and nothing happened. And you know what? The enemy is sneaking and goes, you know what? Yes, never pray again. Yes, that's right. You prayed once and it didn't work. But we've got to go, you know what? I'm not going to let the devil strip me of my clothes. I'm not going to let the devil uh, rip me off from praying. I'm not going to compromise. I'm going to press into God even more because God has power in prayer. Yes? Another, another one. God wants, uh, not God, definitely not God. The enemy wants to compromise uh, your faith to serve. And so it, serving, you could be playing an instrument. Serving could be moving chairs, whatever things. And you might go, oh, oh, I set this chair up because Josh does it. Oh, I'm setting this chair up because Sean does it. But you've got to get a revelation for yourself again where it goes, you know what? I'm going to serve God because there's a calling of God on my life. Because otherwise what happens is you get, a, you get an invitation to go to a birthday party. There's nothing wrong with birthday parties. You get you, the, a, a new movie comes out. Who loves watching movies? Yeah, we love watching movies. A new movie comes out. And you might go, you know what? Oh, I'm meant to be serving at youth tonight, but this movie's come out. And so do you, do you compromise yourself? Do you, strip your, do you let the enemy strip you naked? Because you go, you know what, yep, I'm going to watch him. If you go, you know what, no, I've got a conviction. I've got a calling of God on my life. And I'm going to say, you know what, I can watch that movie another time. I'm going to press into God and serve God and not let the enemy attack me, yeah? And so, so when demons and, when demons and the supernatural get a supernatural attack come at you, a second-hand faith won't cut it. You need the keys of the kingdom. And that's basically what I want to get at is that we see there, some, there's many times where you can rely on a second-hand faith and it's worked. But I won't want to be a youth ministry when then, when the time it doesn't happen, we get destroyed, we get stripped naked and battered because we didn't have our own faith. I want us to be in a place where we go, God, we have our own faith, we've got our own revelation, why are we tired? Why are we come to you? Why are we come to church? We're not doing it because of something else. We have the revelation for ourselves. So when the enemy comes and attacks, we go, you know what? You, the, de- the devil knows our name. Does that make sense? So when the demon says to you, I know Jesus and I know Paul, who are you? You can respond, I am Josh. I am Jonty. I am Toyin, whatever her name is. And I have a Romans 1, 2, 3. I know what God's called me to do. I know why I'm on earth. I know why I'm at my school. That's good. I, I have the keys of the kingdom because I know who Jesus is. And because I know who Jesus is, I know who I am. So you know what, enemy? You might have a, a crafty argument. You might have a, a clever trick and scheme to get me off track, but that does not, that will not get me off track. I'm going to press into God. And so um, your, your attack was crafty, but my clothes are staying on back off. And so basically we've got to understand that, that, the, 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 that Jesus, when we, who, who's watched like say um, like the Marvel movies, right? I'll explain it one more way. When we watch the Marvel movies, they'll have different people have different access codes to get into different areas of, of Shield, right? You know Shield, 
there's like different, there's different areas you can get into. So if you're like a level one, you've got to get level one reach. If you're on level seven, you get level seven reach. When you're relying on the faith of someone else, you're on level one. But when, when you have your own faith, you get the heaven ID card that says full access, full thing. And then you know what? When you have the full access card of heaven, devils go, uh-oh, we shouldn't be messing with this person because they're casting us out. So can I pray? And we'll finish on a high. Is that good? So right now, we just pray for one youth, God. We pray that 2020 will be a year where we get our own faith. God, we just believe that. As we read that scripture there in the book of Acts, the sons of Sceva, God, it says that um, they were copying, copying other people, using your name, Jesus. But a time came where, where just copying someone else didn't cut the mustard, God. We don't want to be living life just copying someone else because it feels good. God, we want to have a revelation personally for ourselves that when, our, when, when a challenge comes, we still know why we're standing. When, when attack comes, we keep our clothes on and don't get stripped naked. And we all said, amen. Well, we're just going to welcome the band up. We're going to finish on a song.